0: Halloween
1: forever.
2: Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everybody. Did you hear about the three mad scientists who visited the birth of Christ? they brought him gifts of gold myrrh and frankenstein
3: worst joke ever
2: (laughs) no it's a good one it's an appropriate one for the holidays because it's another episode of halloween is forever and And i'm steve wild yeah and And i'm I'm steve i'm I'm joined. matt matt is here (laughs) i'm joined I'm joined by three wise men themselves. One of them is very ready to jump the gun and let everybody know he's here. But <laughs> yep. who is that? Who is that boy who's ready to jump the gun?
3: <laughs>
1: I'm Matt from Decaying with the Boys.
2: <laughs> and who, who else is here?
1: So I've Adam, used to be from Hop Nation USA.
2: Yes, and now defunct, but, you know, resurrected, very Frankenstein style for this podcast. Look at that. And then we have we have another boy. Who's that? Who's that third boy on the on the show?
0: Be Adam number two from Decaying with the Boys.
2: Mm-hmm. They call him El Yeah, <laughs> just just as the Bible predicted, there were two, <laughs> there were two Adams in a Mac. <laughs> they showed up. <laughs> but yes, we are doing another bit of holiday cheer for everybody at home, and that's because look. It's the holidays. Recording schedules get all messy. Holidays are crazy. Brian and I, we break off. We say, we're going to go do separate episodes. You you heard Brian last week? He had his kids on. He had Robo Steve on. It was a good time. This week, I got Decane with the Boys. I got my old co-host back. We're going to do a little movie watching. We watched Santa Stein. Brand new release for 2023. And so we'll get into that movie in a bit. But first, we're all drinking a little beers, I think. A little drinky booze around for the holidays. So why don't we go around the horn? Adam, Bashline, what are you drinking for the holidays? What are you got?
0: So I was drinking Philip, which was the black IPA from Cellarworks. But we had a couple technical issues, and I slammed it while I was pissed off. Uh, so my second beer of the night is the Clean Line West Coast IPA from
2: Christhouse. Mmm, that sounds good. That sounds good. Hop Nation Adam, what are you drinking? The Jelly Not Jam. It
1: is a strawberry water coconut sour from Burley Oak. Uh, and uh, this is a bit of a resurrection because I grabbed this one out of the back of the fridge. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's being brought back to life.
2: Yeah, uh, that sounds like a kind of an older one because I remember when you first got Burley Oak. You got it. That was, yep. <laughs> that was shipped to you from a friend, wasn't it? Or yes, was it that was. A, yeah. And it's and it's
1: been sitting there for a minute and it seemed like a good opportunity to
2: resurrect it. Good enough. Good enough. And uh, Matt, what do you have in your glass?
3: So while I was waiting to come on, I had a triple of 1792 on ice, uh, which was fantastic. But I switched over to Ham's. Because this beer is, as the can says, refreshing. And when I'm done with this bad boy, I also (laughs) do have Southern Tears offering of fake slide Pilsner. uh, Mm. Just so I can have a little light boy, because I think I have at least 12 ounces of 1792 in me. So I want to make sure I can stay with you. So I got hams and fake slides to carry me through the rest of this podcast.
2: It's got a little light boys after I'm pretty sure we all drank most of our drinks waiting for technical issues (laughs) to resolve. (laughs) But uh, for me, I think I'm the only one actually drinking something for the season. You guys are all just breaking out Pilsners and black IPAs as you please. But this is, this is one I break out, uh, you know, every year I like it because it's a different taste for the season. I got Shiner holiday cheer and uh, you know, it's a, it's a peaches and pecan ale. Right in the middle of winter. Mm. You, you don't get that too much. You don't get that too much. So it's a nice little switch up compared to all the dark sours and fucking dark stouts you'd be drinking. All that heavy-ass beer and all that sweet-ass shit. This is a little sweet, but it's still fun. It's nice. It's nice. So we got a little drinks going. What else do we have going? We got everybody's plugs going. You got a whole bunch of things I'm going to make this real quick. If you want to follow Halloween is forever, you search Halloween is forever. You find it on the Internet and then you follow those things. Then you say, hey, I like you guys. And we say, hey, that's cool. And then we say, hey, go on the podcatcher. Rate us five stars. And you do that. We'll send you some stickers. So that's how we like you even more. We become good friends. You get stickers. We get listeners. It's a whole great thing. You can also jump on the Patreon. Patreon got a whole bunch of things going on over there, too. If you're on the Patreon, you could be right here with us now. Patreon that gives you access to the discord You go on discord you watch episodes happen live You can watch a half hour of technical Difficulties and go This is fucking crazy I'm paying for this shit This is stupid <laughs> Then I say wait wait come back in a half hour It'll be good you, you watch the episode You go oh okay thanks Steve I'll be right back I'm gonna go take a poop and have a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> Possibly at the I'm same time man. i management yeah. It's good management Pooping, pooping a Bernie Yeah. But then also, you get the, you you can get an exclusive monthly podcast, Family Is Forever, where I've been making Brian watch every Fast and the Furious film one by one every month, driving him slowly insane. And we're releasing Fast Six this month and then Fast Seven this next month in January. It's going to drive him nuts because now we're diving into the world of just. It loses all meaning. It becomes preposterous. You know, It's an impossible series to follow. It becomes fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I drive my co-host crazy. And you can get that on the Patreon. And you can find all of that at patreon.com slash Halloween is forever. So that's what you get from us. You get that weekly Monday content. And we also have coming up in January. We have our January Giallo showdown. So we'll announce... I know Brian lied last week and said I was going to announce those movies. I'm not announcing those movies. I'm recording this almost very close to when he recorded. That's crazy. That ain't happening. We don't know yet. So you tune in next week. I give you a little bit extra. And then we'll tell you what the Jalo movies are. <laughs> but that's all for Halloween is Forever. Matt or Bashline, would you guys like to tell people where they can find Decane with the boys and what you're all about?
3: Well, first and foremost, as special counsel for the reigning defending homebrew champion of the Berg. You can find Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. know what he's cooking up in the brew lab. Right now, you can get the Christmas Braggot. It is the Merry Crisis. Uh, And don't forget about the philanthropic endeavors that we dive into every single year. We just helped out People's Oakland. And who knows? Might be another charity on the way. We don't know. But if you want to keep up with the boys down here in the Georgia Tour, we were at Decay and WTB on all social media. Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We're on TikTok and our YouTube. Thank you guys again for all the times you check us out. And don't forget at Decay and WTB on all social
1: media.
2: Yeah. Top Nation, Adam, Do you, are you promoting anything? Or are you just, you know, like you can.
1: The Human Fund money okay. for
2: people <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> so with that quickly out of the way what else do we have left to do i mean we i got i got the january giallo in there yeah we got all the plugs in there yeah we plugged the patreon yeah, yeah? we got the beers in yeah damn i think we're ready to talk some santa stein y'all want to talk some santa stein <laughs> Well, uh, nothing more yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who aren't completely aware yet because uh, this movie was released on Screenbox, and Screenbox is the smaller I would say of the horror you know, niche uh, streaming services everybody knows Shudder so a lot of people know Screenbox because Screenbox is where Terrifier 2 come out but pretty much anything nowadays that gets released through Screenbox also you can get through Amazon you get the same billing and all that so uh, yeah I think I think it's getting up there we'll see we'll see if it doesn't just get bought out by Shudder one day but we'll see <laughs> it's interesting because this movie was also it seems to be partially produced by bloody disgusting and they also produce film like they produce the VHS series for example and that always comes out on Shudder so a little double dip a little double depth. <laughs> but Santa Stein, twenty twenty three, directed by people I haven't really heard of. Uh, is did, did any of these directors' names sound familiar to you, Matt? None or of these Bash names sound familiar. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not asking you, Hop Nation Adam. You're <laughs> here. You're here for. for Why am for, I
1: here? <laughs> Lebby,
3: <levity. Well>,
2: because. <laughs> I'll I'll give just for a little clue in for the audience. I mean, we did this before when I brought all you guys together for December. Uh, yeah, what was it? Dismember. What was it? Death December.
1: Uh, yeah, yes,
3: yeah. Death December. Yeah. December the de- to remember. ECW. That was one of the best. No, 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 no. ECW. No, we're not doing that. No, no. Oh. No, no. no.
2: Oh, I didn't bring. You, no, I didn't bring you guys to watch Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Rob, <laughs> I did that
1: on man. my own time. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs>
2: No, but I, I had all you guys on before to talk about the December anthology film. And the reason why we bring Hop Nation Adam on is, I mean, he's good at podcasting, but also he mm. doesn't like horror movies. So it's funny to make him watch horror movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is, it I really knew is that sentence was going to happen somewhere yeah. along yeah. this podcast. Like, let's make Adam watch something ridiculous. Yeah. Mission accomplished.
3: Yeah. I, would love, I would love if there was some kind of like super edit of you watching it and just you mouthing the <laughs> phrase, what the fuck? <laughs> <Every five
1: seconds. laughs> Only the worst for you, Adam. So I did, but it wasn't out of it wasn't out of any horror. just, oh, this movie. Oh, oh, this movie. Oh, there's so many re- ways to improve this thing. And I don't even like <laughs> horror movies.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know hop nation adam doesn't love horror movies and very rarely does he dip into something that has a budget of less than a hundred thousand which i'm (laughs) assuming this did uh so (laughs) yeah so it's 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 fun to get an outsider's take whereas you know Bashline and matt they're very used to this kind of film you know it, it, it it's nothing new for them it's old hat but you know they still have their good takes about it so that's why we get everybody on. We get everybody to talk about this kind of film. It's a good mix. Yeah, so so let's just go around. What was everybody's first thoughts about Santa Stein? You know, what were you what were you expecting when you went into the film? And how did you feel after?
3: <laughs> so the initial thought here is that it's gonna be a goof ass time because it's Santa Stein. It's it's a Frankenstein Santa Claus. And we'll get into the plot as we go. But I really had high hopes that we were going to see like a really funny, like reanimator style take on the resurrection of Santa Claus. I was like, Oh man, this could be really cool. Cause you know, that's one of my favorite B movies of all time. I'm like, this could have some kind of cues of that. And no, <laughs> was with it, it, it missed, it missed. However, I got to say, there were points of this movie that I was watching. I was like, I can see what they're going for. And, and I stayed hooked on the movie to a degree. And, and we'll get into, of course, what things could possibly be better. But man, my expectations were like way over the top. Reanimator didn't come out that way, but it came out of something else. And I want to see what the other, other guys think about this movie, too.
1: Mm-hmm. So for me, I. It, it was a little bit ruined because for these types of things, I like to just go in completely blind. All I need is the title and that's it. You know, I'm not going to get on IMDb. I'm not going to find the actors, the directors, any of that stuff. I don't, I don't need that. But unfortunately it was a little bit ruined. Cause when I picked it up on Amazon and it was classified as horror and comedy. So I kind of yeah. knew there was going to be a little bit of, you know, lightheartedness to it, or at least attempts. And At first, like, okay, the first jump scare was just your normal jump scare. And then it went into absurdity from there. And that's when it got a whole hell of a lot more enjoyable. Because you could buy into it being just a a B-movie schlockfest. Where you just, you know, you enjoy the terribleness of it. And I did. Because (laughs) at that point, you can just start looking for stuff that is just awful, bad, or really needs improvement. And there was plenty yeah. of it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bash line.
0: Yeah, so I was expecting the worst of the worst. And to be honest, going in and the the opening scene before the uh, title credits actually surprised me. And I thought it was pretty good. But then mm-hmm. as the movie went on, it, it started to meet my expectations. <laughs> um, and uh, quickly d- disintegrated into a big pile of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i like i think i'm kind of on the same boat as matt as like i saw the vision but there's just a lot of things that they kind of like they, they kind of whiffed on and other things they left on the table uh, let's talk a little bit about uh production wise this apparently started as a kickstarter back in 2019 and the target goal for the budget was twenty-five thousand. So that's kind of like what we're talking about as far as like it's a movie that's under a hundred thousand. They they made this for twenty five thousand, and you can kind of tell like it's easy to see where they drop the ball. Probably the biggest one was yeah. like the sound mix is awful. Like it is all the music it blows out the actors. The actors are at different levels. It's terrible, and, and that's really unfortunate because like that's one of the. Most important parts about a film like I'd rather film be silent and you can hear the actors than like constant blaring music. But Mm. they still there's still like a lot of good bits in this movie that you can pick out and there's fun to be had. So but just expect to not hear everything. (laughs) (laughs) Expect to expect to watch with subtitles on, even though it's in English. (laughs) But yeah, so. You know, like I said, it started in 2019, but here we are in 2023. So, it seems like a bit of a protracted uh, production schedule, and maybe even in a longer post-production. But what they come out with, they come out with a film. So that's that's always a good. You 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 already did better than a whole bunch of other people if you made a mm-hmm. film, you put it together. <laughs> so and you got maybe. Yeah. They put together a pretty tight film as well. Like it's uh, you know just a little bit over an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. it doesn't drag out too too long. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of decent production value in there. You know, you get a number of locations and everything. So you know, there's they did I think they kind of did the best they could with 25,000. Is is what it looks like to me. But Let's quickly look at the plot synopsis, and it's simply when Max Cosi was six, he accidentally kills Santa, and then 12 years later, he tries to rectify it by resurrecting Santa in, in a very Frankenstein way, but Frankenstein, obviously, it goes Frankenstein crazy, and it starts killing people, and that's what you're here for. You're here for crazy killer zombie Santa, so that's how the movie is. They accomplish that. It's not. Uh, it's not revolutionary. There are, some, uh, like I already said, there's some good bits in there. But yeah, I, uh I, I like it. I don't know how much I would come back to it. Is uh kind of my thing there. Let's start with the opening scene. The opening scene is this kind of flashback early. You, know, you have two kids kind of trying to trap Santa. This is this is one of the important things that we. Brian and I talk about like when you make a holiday horror movie, you have to make it look like the holidays. It can't just be dark and grim. You have to try to make it, you know, you, you want it to look like Christmas. You want it to have a Christmassy mm-hmm. feel. And so this opening scene is pretty good at that. Like they had, they got like an older actor to play Santa. You know, he's you. know He looks kind of like a Hallmark Christmas card Santa. You know, he's jolly. He's affable. Uh, and then, you know, you have these two kids trying to trap him. And then they kill him. That's a, Oops. That's a, yeah that's a great way to set up a movie you killed santa claus
3: i was already saying too like and the foreshadowing of killing santa is is directly with uh max taking the fire poker he's like watch my sweet karate skills he's <laughs> playing with it i'm like well apparently that's gonna impale santa which by the way i can say when santa does get impaled with that fire poker hands down that's probably one of the better kills what mm-hmm. happens in the movie? However, yeah, that's when you see that Santa kind of lose it because he goes into like the whole like I'm gonna grab exactly where I think the poker goes through and go. Eh, 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 eh. But, like, <laughs> other than that, like it was pretty good. I mean, it's it, it looked it looked good. The effects mm-hmm. were good. Uh, I think they spent the money kind of up front on the movie and that's and it showed Mm -hmm. right there in that first the first Mm -hmm. death which is santa claus say goodbye to your dreams kids (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's uh, i I, the one thing i kind of wished we got out of this scene was like a little bit more slapstick like i really wish like santa had just like a really long protracted silly death (laughs) of like he falls on the fire poker then he (laughs) falls in the fire his leg catches fire he's (laughs) Like he's spinning around in the just
1: slipping on Hot Wheels for fifteen seconds. Yeah. Exactly, well, S- Like, K on toys. versus
3: Undertaker, the first Inferno match. We're going <laughs> mm-hmm. back to
1: wrestling
0: right now. <laughs> yeah. No, stop going back to wrestling, Matt. We're not on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's more, right. it's more like a Dollar General Kevin McAllister in Home Alone, thirteen.
2: Like yeah, yeah.
0: So th- this time Santa's getting.
2: Yeah, like he they had they had a little trap and snare set up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i totally poker, agree kid. i also thought it was disturbing that the kid photographed the whole thing he's like a little Dahmer,
2: right <laughs> like they they were they were set up to catcher santa on film but then yeah. like it, it just winds up capturing his death moments which again like <laughs> if there's so there's so much funny slapstick you could put into switching to just seeing the camera roll of the different too. photos of like You know, Santa being on fire, Santa falling into the tree Mm -hmm. the tree is now on fire. You know, like (laughs) just like quick snapshots of these horrific images that wind up like traumatizing these kids. It would I mean, there's a lot of like just dark black humor that they could have gone with. I think they did pretty good again with what the budget they had. If this if this movie had like five million dollar budget, it might be one of the funniest movies ever made.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. I agree. I agree with that. One hundred percent, man. Yeah.
0: And, right. and to have Steve on as a writer, because he already <laughs> nailed the opening scene out of the
3: car. hundred percent, man. To do that, like, the photo, like, poo, 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 Like, the, yeah. the different photos. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Like, oh, no, my foot's in this. Oh, no, my arm's right. in that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's fallen into the dinner table. Oh, no, now the turkey's on his head. Oh no, he's fallen into the milk and cookies. Oh, he's got a glass in his face. Like just, just, just ever ramping up of just like terrible things that happened to Santa before he died. But yeah, it it, still, the the scene is effective and it sets everything up. And then the next couple scenes after this are also effective because now we flash forward and, you know, uh, young Max is now a little bit like high school age. I thought it was going to be like a college student. It's kind of hard to tell what people's ages are because again, you're working with you're working with twenty five thousand dollars. You can hire who you can hire. So <laughs> there may be a science yes. teacher. Who, there may be a science teacher who's exactly <laughs> the same age as the students in this.
0: Yeah, yeah some of, some of the high school students look rough.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But well, young Max is now obsessed and you know, th- th- it makes a lot of sense. Like he's obsessed that he killed Santa Claus and he has, you know, dove fully into the I'm going to resurrect the dead. He keeps Santa's brain in a jar, which I think is very funny. I think it also could have been a better used device for telling the story in the end. And we'll, I'll, I'll get to that when we get to the end of the film. But I think they should have used this as a certain way to Leave us with a better ending, maybe. But we'll talk about it when we get there. Max is obsessed with bringing him back. Paige, who was also there that night, is on board with him as well. So they they've both kind of taken up this cause, and in a very funny way, they've decided to present to present bringing back the dead as their high school science fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and nobody bats an eye at it, right? right. I was like. Nope,
3: dude let's go ahead and no one bat an eye on this let's just bring back dead shit it's cool everyone stay in your seats don't worry about the smoke you're about to maybe see That's right.
2: right and no swearing yeah no swearing. no swearing in the class hey, watch your mouth i like how they absolutely complete the the task of bringing a rat back to life in front of all their classmates and then still get bullied for that. They've committed yeah. a mi- they've committed oh, yeah. a Christ like miracle during the holiday season.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's that's what happens when you create one of those miracles at what appeared to be an AA meeting
2: in yeah. that. High school.
1: <laughs> you mean you never had class in a broom closet? Does not
0: look like a high school classroom.
1: <laughs> no, nope. In the in a church basement? No, I have not. Yeah yeah i got a i got a couple of bones to pick with the uh, location scouts they we'll get to
2: that
1: (laughs) a bunch of people involved
0: with the film definitely own townhouses and they hit every single one
2: i look that happens way more often than you think with a budget like this yeah (laughs) no it does oh it definitely does i mean i like to see it yeah uh Two two of the movies that we've featured on the show in the past, uh Karis Hell, which is one of our favorites by, you know, local Pittsburgh filmmaker Steve Rodzinski. All of *Caris cool. Hell takes place in a townhouse. And uh The Slashening, which is another film that we love. The Slashening, the final beginning, uh is also mostly set in a townhouse for a, a solid portion. So yeah. We do love our townhouse low budget films.
0: I mean, it's it's a beautiful setting.
2: Yeah, yeah it's interesting how this film feels like it's made. Uh, I think Adam, Be- uh, uh, hop nation, Adam said this before we started recording, but he said this film was set in 2008. And it's because in the very early scenes of this high school setting, you get some real, like unpc PC language that like, uh, it doesn't bother me, but I was just still kind of shocked. I was like, Oh, we're throwing around the hard tard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: A couple hard tards in
2: there yeah we're throwing yeah. around the hard tard. some yeah. some pretty casual homophobia i was like oh well mm. i mean like you know we've seen that before that's not uncommon but it's uncommon for a movie this recently made mm. so
1: well, and i except don't except it's it's literally set in 2008 it said so right, right. on the whiteboard yeah yeah. yeah
2: yeah so it's like yeah for the for the setting i guess it works but uh, mm. i don't i don't know i don't uh yeah, it, it, it doesn't bother me, but I guess, you know, you know, as if you're listening to this, maybe be aware that you're going to come across some things that you might not expect. Yeah,
3: It's like you're watching wrestling back in 1992 is double J and you finish it that back to wrestling here. I mean, we could keep bringing it back every time we want to, but we're not going to talk about San Stein. People quit. Talk about ECW. It's not the time.
2: You're talking time. about ECW. You're talking about WCW. He's talking about Jeff Jarrett. WJ.
0: W W F.
3: The signs were different back then, people. Just like this film. There's language used in <laughs> here that would kind of fly in a 1992 show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but we uh, we get introduced to our bullies, and the bullies. Are non-impressed with the, the 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 rat resurrection. They couldn't care less. They care about partying and fucking and drinking. And they're about getting it in. And we also get introduced to another character, Michaela. And Michaela is the nerd who needs friends. So she's having a party because her parents is out of tan. In that convenient,
3: <laughs> she's the doormat. Yeah, her parents are also super depressed because Santa's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. I guess if you're gonna have a party Mm -hmm. and whatever happens, okay, all right, Eeyore, relax.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that is like a good piece of world building that they create. Is that like with the death of Santa, it, it, it has drained the world of like all holiday cheer everybody's wearing blacks and grays there's hardly any decorations up so like yeah that makes a lot of sense in the story world but they just they don't play with it enough no. so it's it's yeah. a, it's a, yeah, it's a they, good setup but
0: they touch on it for a second and like you should like just elaborate on it like December is just another month now there's no cheer there's no,
2: mm-hmm.
0: no yeah. anything it's start
2: yeah like we we just talked about it's a wonderful knife a couple episodes ago i don't know if uh did you you and Bashline say that matt yeah
3: oh yeah yeah that uh i loved it i it's it's fun i love Mm -hmm. that you know christmas horror movies are much like hallmark romance movies (laughs) yeah super schlocky and they're just full of buckets of gore and you can have a ton of fun with them and a Wonderful Knife is just like that. A Creature with Stirring was just like that. Just wonderful B-side movie. I love them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought a, I thought A Wonderful Knife did a great job of just ton in, tongue-in-cheeking A Wonderful Life into a CZ Horror movie. Mm-hmm. I it was good.
2: Yeah. But I mean, you know, like one of the best things about that, I said this on the past episode, is like the production design is they go from a Hallmark Christmas film to when they switch to the alternate universe, it's, you know, all corporate and cold and dismal, which is like something that I felt like this film I thought was going to stick with as well, because they, mm-hmm. they go to a world with Santa to a world without Santa. So I thought it was going to be more apparent about dismal, you know, lack of holiday cheer. But yeah, it doesn't get touched on enough, but it, I like that they were at least had their head in the game to like, yeah, this is what happens when Santa dies. Everybody's sad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no presence, no joy fuck this yeah <laughs>
2: the the whole resurrection you know the science fair thing has been in service to max because what max really wants to do is bring back santa and he's been stealing bodies from the morgue he's been stitching them together he has a little notebook of his you know drawings of like what a santa stein is going to look like <laughs> And pr- you know, pretty quickly, like he just brings Santa back. Like it's not uh, they don't beat around the bush. It's not something you build up to. You get Santa Stein pretty quickly in this film, which is nice. Santa Stein is fucked up, though. <laughs> Obviously, that's <laughs> an understatement, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's interesting because it feels like it's a little bit of a a mirror reflection of the Frankenstein mythos because. In the Frankenstein, at least the 1931 film specifically, he gets an abnormal brain stuffed into a body and the body is I mean, it's Boris Karloff, but like it's not totally out of the realm or anything. This one, you take basically what's supposed to be an all good brain and stick it into what looks like like an Italian thug. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he looks kind of mobbed up. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> A little I mean, bit. He looks like he
3: means business in an rock. you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, before he wound up in the morgue, his name was Rico or Vito or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was stealing cigarettes off the back of the truck. What do you think happened to his stomach,
0: though? His stomach was already puffed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just death bloat or what was going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with death bloat. <laughs> he's max right. max just simply didn't squeeze the uh you know the farts out of him before he put him <laughs> yeah, on he the- he <laughs> also should
3: left- have did
0: one good push
2: yeah
3: <laughs> also left a cool uh kill scene off a table either the bile being thrown up or a death fart mm-hmm. either one of those oh, were oh. pretty cool to murder one of these dumbass kids with <laughs> whenever steve and i redo this film We'll make sure that there's a death fart. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, <laughs> right now, I'm lobbying to remake two horror movies, <laughs> and they're both Christmas horror films. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> one of them I want to remake because it was just a fucking abysmal piece of shit. This Let's one I want.
3: Let's pitch it right now. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> oh, we talked about it in our previous episode it, when we watched The Killing Tree. It's oh, yeah. just, it was just a shitty cash grab and it's like i could make that so much better this one i want it remade simply because i see the vision and i see yeah. The, the, yeah. the better movie it could be because i see all the parts that are there what they want it to be and it's like i want this to happen yeah. for you i want i want the real funny santa stein movie where he's yeah, fine it's ahead. a
0: great it's a great premise it's a great premise yeah. with yes or execution
2: yeah
1: or poor budget more more so yeah, yeah. poor budget. Blow. like yeah, yeah ex-
2: Poor execution is hard to say when, like, you only can execute so much. Like, yeah. like <laughs> that's limited. true, yeah.
0: yeah. I limit myself to limited execution.
2: Yeah, it's like yeah. You Did you did the best you could, and hopefully you can just like you should. What What should happen for filmmakers like this is that they should be able to take their film and they say, "Look, I completed it." So that's one. I got it done. Two. Take a look. Three, give me money to make it again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: uh, the old the old cans film pitch. Like I made this fifteen minute short. Give me yeah. money so I can make it even better. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, too, like what we're saying here, if you inject another hundred grand into this movie, maybe even two hundred grand, you could make this thing be like a cult classic Christmas horror movie. Mm-hmm. There, the pieces are there. The vision's yeah. there. Yeah.
1: It's like buying an old house. It's got good bones. Yeah. Good it's bones. Got, <laughs> yeah, it's got good bones. It's you just gotta got do an HGTV the show with me. <laughs> we do, oh,
3: there, it's already there. Good bones. Fuck. I missed it.
2: <laughs> do <an> HGTV show. <laughs> like every time you move the bus, it's just the movie theater. And then you watch the movie. <laughs> Welcome
3: to San Ah, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> well, fucking San
2: Uh, we we touched on Michaela who's having the party I like her actress just because she's delivering a lot of fucking crazy fucking she's delivering her lines with the most oomph Mm -hmm. whether whether it's good or bad she puts the most oomph into her uh, line rating so I'll give her a shout out to the the actress her name's Kaylee uh, Hainer Uh, she puts the most oomph into her lines the other one is the coroner slash cop, uh, Damian Edwards. He's All also putting he's also putting the most ass into his performance as well.
3: Like, Except we tried to open that door in the morgue. By the way, like Max just, steals the body from the morgue. He's like, oh, this door closed. What the? What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, I guess I'm done.
2: <laughs> but when he's getting attacked by Santa Stein. In the police station, and just the out outright outright screaming and weeping as he's cowered oh, yeah. in the corner is probably one of the yeah. funniest bits in the entire <laughs> film because he just—I don't know if you guys have ever heard about heard the Bill Burr bit about when you're on a plane and it's going down, oh, and the yeah. last <laughs> thing you, the last thing you want to hear is bitch noises. <laughs> it's like somebody <laughs> somebody in the background making bitch noises, going ah ah. <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing he's in the he's in the corner as people are being murdered just making bitch noises <laughs> it's the funniest bit
0: right before he gets his dark knight batman rebirth including mm-hmm. the music
2: oh yeah yeah so santa Stein, obviously he gets away from max he loses it but is arrested by the police and is taken into custody but while he's in custody, this is where Santa Stein goes on his first rampage and basically just kills all the cops, Halloween Five style. Is it Halloween Four or Five that Michael kills the entire police station?
3: Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> it's Five, baby. He yeah. murders
0: them, marks them. Pretty sure that's Five.
2: <laughs> yeah, just you know, leaves the entire town without police. But yeah, there's only like four cops at this station and one of them is a half coroner <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you notice this but the other cop the, the cop that brings him into custody his police hat is just like the village people gay biker
0: <laughs> hat <laughs> I honestly didn't notice it until he got his neck snapped and then I saw the hat kind of like spin when I was like oh he bought that at a sex shop
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, he just has the village people's uh, you know, biker hat and then just put a little uh, badge on it. It's like, mm. Yep. <laughs> maybe maybe just don't go with the hat. Maybe just don't be a hat guy.
3: <laughs> Leave the hat at home. Leave the yeah. hat at home.
2: <laughs> but overall, you know, you, you get some, you know, pretty pretty fun violence in this scene and it ends with the chief of police getting his guts ripped out. And he's laying on the floor, and as the only survivor, he grabs the coroner, Edgar, by the arm, and, you know, as Bashline was saying, gives him this impassioned speech about how you can't let things go. And, you know, there's really patriotic music in the background, <laughs> gets him all psyched up, <laughs> which, which is a terrible thing to do, because... He's yeah. a rookie. He has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he goes and yeah. just suits up like the Punisher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that police chief gives a really good speech for like having his guts out of his body. Yeah, like a good a good minute of a speech, a real hype up speech. Like you go get Santa Stein, and then you're gonna kill the communists. Let's do this. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, then <laughs> the, and then the rookie the rookie coroner immediately goes outside and shoots.
2: Towards Santa and towards civilians. Yeah. Towards children. He shoots at children.
3: (laughs) I was going to say, too, like, he decided to uh, strap up with a body armor vest that he got from Timu. That that thing had straps that were, like, flailing off the sides, like a Doors concert. (laughs) They could take flight in it. Exactly. Like, as soon as he came out, he goes, You know, responsibilities for my rounds, never heard of her bang 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 (laughs) whoever wants to catch these rounds they're rated e for everybody
2: (laughs) this is for everyone who wants some merry christmas (laughs) just quickly back to that little speech scene again just a little thing that they could pepper in is like it's funny how long the speech goes on it's funnier if he dies in the middle of it and doesn't let go of Edgar, and Edgar tries to like just go, all right, and then but like he brings him back in, and, and, and like yes. comes yes. back and like you know just continues the speech, like yeah, you just get a couple get a get a rule of three going, you know, act like he's gonna die. Um, if you remember, they did that bit a couple times in uh, uh, *Cannibal* the musical. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple times yep. where you think somebody's dead, and they do the zoom in of his face and like you think he's dead but then he comes back yeah so like could have done that bit just just a little thing to pepper it in but yeah uh santa stein is now officially on the loose though he's out and about he's killing people the cops can't help you and the cops especially can't help you because they'll also maybe shoot at you (laughs) it's just an irresponsible (laughs) rookie (laughs) (laughs) his next stop is at a liquor store i believe and just kind of two characters that were just introduced to. They're not, I don't know. They're nothing special. We we see them earlier in the film when Michaela's buying booze. It's just kind of a setup. I think, uh, Hop Nation, Adam, this might be one of those locations you were talking about. Of you know, It may
1: <laughs> or may not be. It totally
2: is. Not. I'm not entirely sure where this is filmed, but it's not filmed <laughs> at a liquor store. No, it I don't is like not. It. But I almost feel like it has to be because they have so much, they have so many liquor bottles on the shelves. So there, there's a funny thing they do where there's some signage that they cover so they don't advertise the brand. But mm-hmm. right next to that covered signage is also Jack Link's Beef Jerky, which you can see plain wow. and clear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe they just sign You know what? Jack Link's,
2: they'd be cool with it. Let it ride. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I got I got to assume this actually was filmed in some sort of I think it's labeled as a bodega in the uh, on the signage out front. This was uh, this was filmed down in Florida. So maybe this is just like the way their liquor stores look, you know, look because they don't have to go through a state agency. Anybody can set Mm. up a liquor store (laughs) in Florida.
3: (laughs) Also, too, if you look at the liquor, there's no bottle behind the bottle showing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, okay, once you take that bottle of Goldschlager, that's the only bottle of Goldschlager that we have.
0: <laughs> it's just like every everybody on set, bring what you got in your kitchen. <laughs> stock, yeah. stock the shelf uh, and, and make this look like a liquor store.
2: Maybe that's what took so long for the film. Like if they started Kickstarter in 2019, they just emptied a bunch of liquor bottles between then and, you know, filming. <laughs> And then they just filled them all back up with, you know, a little bit of iced tea.
3: (laughs) That would explain a lot. Yeah. They're all just tricking their moms. I didn't drink (laughs) that vodka.
2: (laughs) Quick chug this. I need it for my movie. (laughs) Chug this and fill it back up with water. Finish this off. (laughs) We've all all got a couple of those bottles sitting around that just haven't been finished. But, yeah, we, we... You know, we get introduced to a character named Diego and his girlfriend who works at the counter, who is inexplicably British. And yeah, like they're killed off. We get Pete, who is from, he was one of the bullies, and he was at Michaela's party, and he's been sent out by the main bully girl, Katie, to come and get more liquor. He somehow doesn't get killed in this scene, but Santa hitches a ride in his car.
0: I yeah. guess. Good old hitchhiker. I, I do want to say back at the liquor store, though, my favorite and the most comedical scene to me, which is very subtle, but uh, Diego sneaks off to and finds a uh, Sleigh Boy, I believe, which is a play on a Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. And he snaps a picture of one of the centerfolds. And you can see in the background that uh Santa Stein has just watched him yank it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, so Santa Stein, not only a criminal, a pervert. No. Yes. yes. So
1: it's a menace Naughty.
0: <laughs> and he just waited he waited he was gonna wait till he finished
2: yeah well he sees you when you're jacking it he sees with we- sees when you're <laughs> not so <laughs> but
0: uh, that means i'm a good boy yeah
2: uh matt did bring up the one thing that we didn't we didn't talk about is santa Stein is also doing the silent night deadly night bit of anytime he sees someone and identifies them as naughty he doesn't he doesn't go full punish though (laughs) he just says "Mm -hmm." (laughs) naughty (laughs) Uh,
3: naughty oh shit
2: (laughs) damn it everyone's reaction
3: too is like that uh, they're so depleted I don't know if they're so scared because they see this gigantic jigsaw puzzle of a human being standing in front of them, but they all just look very apathetic. It's like, naughty.
0: Ah, fuck. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Diego Diego is extra naughty. Santa wasn't that bad, bad boy.
2: Yeah. Well, Diego was extra naughty, which is why he gets hit. This, This is the other thing I'll give this film. It does... Keep within the theme of like making a lot of the violence holiday themed. So <clears> his his big titty goth girlfriend she gets stabbed with you know the, the candy cane, and then Santa beats Diego to death with his Santa's sack full of bottles. So it's just a broken hey. bottle sack. Like it's it's <laughs> incredibly brutal. It's unfortunate though because the way they the way they edit it together is they over compressed the frame because they set up this frame where it's supposed to be Pete is in the liquor store just stealing liquor for the party because no one's around and you're supposed to see into the back room at, at the same time where Diego's getting beat with the bag but they over compressed that frame so you have this huge black line Down the middle of the frame, and then just like you can tell, it's compressed and stretched. And I was like, "Ah, you're like you're 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 fucking money shot essentially." I know we've been talking, I know we've been talking baiting, but you know your 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 money (laughs) shot is like hard to see. Like, what what'd you do? Why?
3: I would have (laughs) liked to have seen like like a like a side by side, almost like a split screen. Mm -hmm. That would have been pretty cool. Like, like you can kind of see characters exiting out, and you. On the outside of the liquor store, but on the inside, you see them just go into town with yeah. that broken bottle. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a cool kill scene, by the way. Putting all the bottles in there, killed the Kickstarter fund by putting it all in there and breaking it. <laughs> that could have been really cool there. Splitting it right up. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Make it a split screen like a De Palma film. Who gives a shit? You know, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, I, yeah, it just it looked like they were trying to go for that. And because I, I swear it is two frames stitched together and they just I don't know, the editor didn't go for it correctly. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I'm not there. I'm not in the bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we mentioned, yeah, Santa Stein takes his opportunity to hitch a ride with Pete back to the party. And this is kind of where it like drags for me because then we get this long protracted scene with Pete and it feels like we haven't been spending enough time with Max like Max keeps getting sequestered cuz Max was arrested by Egger as Sanastine left the police station and so Max is rendered ineffectual so he has he has nothing to do he can't interact with Paige. He can't interact with anybody to figure out how to solve the Santa Stein problem, which actually falls onto Paige because Paige runs back to her grandma. And it's Paige and Paige's grandma who figure who concoct a plan to stop Santa Stein. And it just that just feels really weird that it's not Max that max is just under arrest and sequestered like he's not actively fighting Santa Stein and he's not planning how to stop him so it it, it feel, that doesn't feel like good writing to steve
1: <laughs> they just put him in the penalty box for 5 minutes exactly but
3: i mean honestly the fat guy in me was elated to see that granny cooked up some of them sweet ass ho ho christmas trees
0: the, those were Just, little Debbie. Those were little Debbie's got lost, <laughs> <awesome. Yeah, laughs> For this production team,
2: absolutely. Those not. are little Debbie
0: Christmas trees. <laughs> how are you going to kill
3: Santa Claus with my Christmas trees, bro? <laughs> I, th-
0: I think that's how they had to. Sand- they had to sandwich Grandma in them, who was the lispiest old lady I've ever seen. <laughs> Just so they like snuck her in there. Like, what are you going to do, sue Grandma? You can't sue this Grandma. She's going to yeah. lisp. She's all never nice. Good, and she's never will. <laughs> She's trying to act. Oh, she was, oh, she, she drove me crazy. I, I, I I laughed so hard. I had tears in my eyes during that whole, every time she talks.
2: Yeah. I was, I was wondering if she was possibly like, like an actual grandma to like somebody on the production team. Oh,
0: I think
3: Mm -hmm. definitely. hundred percent. Yeah,
2: totally. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, I can, I'm going to confirm that because the film was produced by Natalie Veter and Grandma Byers is played by Claire Veter. So yes, Moon. this is this is oh, somebody's wow. actual, actual grandma.
1: Motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> it's re- Myth Busted. Nepo Granny. <laughs> Nepo-, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Nepo Granny <laughs> Yeah, it's reverse. It's Nepo Granny. <laughs>
3: yeah, Nepo Benjamin Button.
2: <laughs> and you can tell she was Nepo her whole life because she couldn't
0: even make a decent cookie. <laughs> they had to buy, buy store bought.
2: Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even a cookie. That's a cake, you assholes. We know we're
0: fat. <laughs>
1: 100%, yeah. Three out of the four of us are fat. Yeah. <laughs> four out four. The other one's fat on the inside. Trust me. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, you can't trick us. You can't get one over on us. Mm-mm. I did like so the scene the scene is basically like a montage so you gotta have a montage and it's Paige and granny they decide they decide to cook nitroglycerin cookies which wind <laughs> up being the christmas trees and one of the christmas trees explodes just as like a little pop and it's fun <laughs> but then <laughs> that scene lasts a little bit too long because Granny looks at the director to confirm whether or not the scene is over.
3: I'm so happy you said that because she like looks off screen like,
2: this is it, right? We did yeah. it? It's, it's good. Are we good? Are we moving on? It did a good little poof set. Do you want these cookies? <laughs> <laughs> was that
1: it? I thought it was going to be bigger.
2: <laughs> so You bastards broke my own... Yeah, <laughs> are you done filming here? Can you get out of my house? <laughs> it's, it's past my bedtime.
3: I don't know why, but I want to make the funny joke of like her looking at the camera going, "Like, did the guy, did the guy with the Slayer do a come? Did he do?" A-? <laughs>
2: uh, so yeah, we're uh, we got Paige set up. She's got the solution. Paige is going to track down Santa Stein and blow him up. Apparently Max still under quarantine and we got the party and Santa arrives at the Santa Stein arrives at the party. This is where we get this protracted extended kill of Pete, which it feels like they put a lot of money into this as well, or at least tried to put a, a lot of money because <laughs> they sort of do snow, sort of snow.
3: <laughs> so oh, sort of snow. <laughs> Yeah the foam party look like a slumber
0: party look like slumber party 69 pillow fight
2: yeah
1: <laughs> i was waiting for the snow to actually be ashes from something else and it just oh i guess it is just snow oh never mind all right i'll just go with it
2: yeah <laughs> and it's it's also funny because you can tell like the the couch cushioning that they were blowing through the fan didn't occupy enough <laughs> space of the frame so there's also yeah. just kind of like a, a shitty VFX snow in there as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're kidding. You. It's snow in Florida. It's not going to be there.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like trying to film blood rage for Thanksgiving in Florida. <laughs> like, it's not going right. to look like it's not going to look like the time. That's why you got to go you know, north of the border. You got to get above the, the whatever the whatever that line is. There's a line. It runs through the, Mace, the, old, the, Mace,
0: the old Mace sticks line.
2: Sure, that one. I was thinking something more geographical, but maybe, yeah, uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Santa Stein's at the party. That means it's time for Santa Stein to kill. Santa Stein kills Pete in a reference to a Christmas story. Eh, it doesn't, uh, I don't know. It didn't play Fair. quite as well for me just because it didn't feel like, didn't feel like Pete had a reason to put his tongue on the pole. Nope. It just no, there was
0: no, there was no reason. And as he's approaching it, you can see the hole in the pole that's the vacuum from yeah. a mile away. I'm like, oh, there's a dot on that pole. I bet he puts his tongue on it. Yeah, yeah man, he went right to it like it was mm-hmm. like it was Grandma Lispy's fun time. Like, <laughs> sure, he went right for that hole. It's like anywhere but the hole that's going to suck your tongue to the to to the to the pole, man. Yeah, that's the special effect. <laughs> you're, you're screwing yourself.
2: You put yourself in danger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why would you do that they did set it up though it's because he was still in 2008 smoking weed out of an apple
2: oh yeah yeah but he like, was yeah. so
0: oh, yeah. high he
3: from was the so apple. <laughs> look we have an apple it's yeah, cool yeah. it's always been cool it'll always be cool <laughs> it was dated then
2: <sighs> there's nothing wrong with making you a... your mouth there's nothing wrong with making a pipe out of something you can have fun making a pipe out of stuff
0: i hope that's the whole reason they said it in 2008 it's because they really wanted to get the apple (laughs) the apple bowl in there
3: our vocal play this whole movie is apple bowl i swear to god if we can't get this into the climax of the film i'm fucking done
0: (laughs) we can't do that in 2020 what year can we do this in 2008. Oh, we can also say the hard tart in there. Oh, yeah. Cool, let's
2: do it. <laughs> it's anachronistic to put it any other time. Nobody smokes <laughs> out of apples anymore.
3: It's perfect.
2: Yeah. You can you can go on Twitter. You can find a character by the name of Mike Bong, and Mike Bong makes a fucking pipe out of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He made he made a pipe out of a 2019 Extreme Rules pay per view chair. <laughs> he made a pipe out of a flashlight. He made a pipe. <laughs> he made a pipe out of a Fruity Pebbles edible. So it's already an edible, and he just hollowed <laughs> it out to make a pipe out of it. <laughs> Mike Bong rules.
0: Yep, I, I got a page a to add on X for me. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: following that one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Matt.
2: <laughs> so yeah, eh, Pete dies by way of you know uh, losing his tongue and getting an apple shoved in his mouth, and then his girlfriend Katie comes out to blow him in the car. But then she gets surprised by you know it's a it's a little jump scare. the The makeup is pretty good, yeah. Of just like the dislocated jaw and the apple shoved into mm-hmm. it. So like a little bit of money went there. That looks okay. Mm-hmm.
3: I really like that one. That was probably, like you said, one of the best effects of the movie, aside from the opening scene when Santa dies from the fire poker. This mm-hmm. one here, I, I liked it. The apple looked really well placed in there, and the jaw dislocated. Did a good job acting, too, if the eyes rolled back. it Top notch. Probably the the best kill scene in the movie. Second, of course, is Santa on the fire poker.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I, I also really enjoyed this death. And I also enjoyed on the, on the Apple side of things where they set the precedent back in the classroom scene where they had him corn out the Apple while he's sitting in class. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic for that. You know, I, I don't know what the opposite of a callback is, but a, I guess a, a prelude foreshadowing.
2: Foreshadowing. I don't know, I
1: don't Foreshadow. know, I yeah. don't
2: know movies, man. <laughs> it's also also <laughs> would be known as uh, Chekhov's one hitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you should. Oh,
2: that's a good joke. <laughs> you need to trademark that one. Yeah, it's a good joke. <laughs> um, yeah, so at this point, Santa Stein has invaded the party. I was hoping for a little bit more because there were like they actually got all of their friends together to you know show up at this party. So I was hoping you would get just like a big massacre scene. Unfortunately, you don't because the cop shows up at the party at the same time and boys, he's still wild with what he's shooting <laughs> off. <laughs>
3: I got this gun. Do you want to see what my gun does? <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, everybody well, you're going to, whether you like it or not. <laughs> hey, everybody, the microphone goes bang. <laughs> he, it, it's a funny kind of convoluted setup, but it's slapsticky enough that I like it. So At the same time Katie discovers Pete, Edgar with Max shows up to the party. Edgar discovers Katie and Katie throws up from her disgust at discovering Pete in Edgar's eyes, blinding Edgar. At the same time, Michaela has discovered one of the other bullies in bed with a... uh, I'm not sure if that character was ever defined. It's just a guy he was hooking up with don't. Yeah, i don't, yeah. rem- I don- I, I I don't remember about
3: that guy before but yeah
2: yeah 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 i don't remember him really being defined or anything so but he uh michaela is getting chased by austin the bully who is also dressed as santa and edgar is in the party blinded by vomit <laughs> and he turns around and all he sees is somebody dressed as santa and now this is the second time that he's fired at children <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's the extra part of our achilles trapped in the closet and then i
2: pulled out my gun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> but it's him shooting inside of the party and this causes all the party guests to leave with the exception of michaela and austin and you know, Max is still in the car and Paige is on her way. So we're, we've whittled the cast down significantly through this. And I was like, eh, I'm not, I don't know. I didn't love that. Uh, we get Austin running away from the gunfire and he runs into a room to find that Katie is now being hung off the roof by Christmas lights by Santa Stein. Okay. Brings her in and. She is decapitated by the Christmas lights, leading to quite possibly the funniest decapitated head I have ever seen in a film.
0: Yeah, and death death to my favorite character of the movie, Katie, the high school girl that looks like she smoked Winstons. From
3: <laughs> Old Fish and McGee with the CGI focused head detached from the body. But it goes back to the body, by the way. And they have a good, like, blood pulse pack in yeah. the decapitated corpse. It, that part was good. However, when you see the head hit, I'm like, is this an old Eaton Park commercial when the star's going to get pulled up by the tree? What the fuck oh, is going on?
2: It's, it's, it's worse than an Eaton Park commercial. At least that was hand animated. This is just like, this is the most dog shit PS1 graphic head that you like,
3: it's, it was like, worse than Laura Croft's tits and fucking Tomb Raider yeah
2: exactly <laughs> this head fell right out of Resident Evil 2 like it just fell off yeah. out of the game <laughs> into the movie and like lightly landed on the ground with completely different hair color hair color from the <laughs> actress
0: that's all she deserved oh well, it's hard it's gonna be hard to replicate those terrible roots she had yeah,
2: yeah. I mean
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, how, you, how you can cast her as your hot uh, bitching bratty girl. She was supposed to be like the hot bitchy lead. Right. She was supposed to be like the mean girl. Yeah. And she looks like my fucking mom now. Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I, I don't want to be too rude about the way people look in this film because it's, it's who you can I'm hire. i to compare
0: her to my own mother. Yeah,
2: there you go. But <laughs> You know, it's who you can hire with a $25,000 budget. But when you... Yeah, but you you could have summed
0: her in with one of the other girls there.
2: Yeah, when... You could have made her a nerd. Could have, could have. But like when you have these bullies going through the hallways and they say, Hey, Michaela, don't invite these people. Only invite people who look like us. And it basically boils (laughs) down to don't invite fours to the party because we're fives. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, me, I, I was actually, I, that's the only part of, that's when my wife walked out of the room was doing that scene. And yeah. she's like, oh, so the only difference between the cool kids and the nerdy kids are that they're wearing glasses. I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like,
2: they're all ugly as shit. <laughs> it's like, you guys aren't that hot to like justify it that way. No. And they didn't make the <laughs> nerds nerdy enough. Like the nerds are like just one well, of I them mean, ha- one of them has glasses and the other one has allergies. Oh, okay. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> don't um, ex- excuse kid. me.
3: She had fishnets on, so she's hot. Okay. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Dude. Fishnets on, hot chick. Bang. The Next nerd on the, the
0: chess team. And the nerd on the chess team with the glasses could have bodied anybody in the cast. He yeah. I mean, was a fucking, was a jock in disguise. He right. would have just knocked them out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it wasn't that strong of a joke to go for. And you maybe should have left that right. one on the floor. <laughs> um, it,
0: Austin's pretty hot, though. Austin was the hottest guy. I mean, person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Super sexy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they did the that's the one casting they got right is like okay if we're gonna have a hot yeah. bully we'll at least have this one as our hot bully <laughs> but uh unfortunately yeah austin doesn't get much of a redemption either because i mean he he's one of the ones that's thrown around the homophobic slurs but then you also find out that he actually is gay but then he doesn't get a redemption in that he just gets punched out by santa stein <laughs>
0: well santa stein homophobic
2: i guess so (laughs) it made made santa crazy
1: he's got layers
2: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you you, uh max escapes the police car page comes through with the with the trees they all kind of converge and they fight santa stein in the living room wrapping him up in christmas lights it's kind of a cool scene it works yeah, to a degree. I uh I don't know. what did, what did you guys think about like the way they ultimately try to dispatch and the way things just kind of work out in this scene? Cause it feels it feels muddy and I also have the note hat on a hat at one point.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was too it was too convoluted, too quick. I think if you look at it, I felt like at that point they're like, we have to get to the end of this movie. Right now. Hurry up, get through this, and let's get to a final showdown. So everything was just kind of I don't know, like rushed together, slammed together, really. And you yeah. there was there was time here. There there was an area where you could have really had like the build up to the final battle, and they left it on the table. Again, another thing where it's like you have it, you just gotta let it breathe. Let it expand a little bit, and it would have been really, really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it just seemed rushed. Like all of a sudden, three three high school students could just take down Santa Stein with a a bundle of Costco string lights, and it just <laughs> it just didn't make any sense because uh, mm-hmm. he he was just dominating people before that. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, he gets to go Super Saiyan because it's Christmas, like. That was never explained either.
2: Well, see, that that was kind of explained. And I like that. I like the idea like the closer it gets to Christmas, the more power he gets. And then he has like a Hulk Mm -hmm. up moment. I like that because it's it's uh, I mean, it just makes sense. Like when you think you have the villain beat. And then he gets, you know, he gets a one last power up. I was like, oh, no, we didn't have him beat. You know, it's it's the boss's second form. So that, that made sense mm-hmm. to me. I like that. I do wish, though, again, because Max is so uninvolved, a lot of this film. it They kind of missed the they missed the beat to have Max redeploy a trap. It was a trap that first killed Santa Claus. He should have made another trap to kill santa claus again Mm -hmm. they they miss that opportunity by making it so muddy and then like just quickly killing off edgar and austin just like out of nowhere felt like i don't know just felt unearned and also because it was ty uh michaela just gets killed for no reason well she's like the one character that should have lived Like she like the the joke there is that she comes back to her house after being locked out of the party. The joke is she comes back to her house and it's full of bodies like that. Like how terrible. Like that's the one thing she she should have come back and just like had a freak out of like everybody being dead. And she's like, you've messed my house up. Look at all these dead people.
0: Right. And even after that, she like goes upstairs and looks in the mirror and like psychs herself up. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to be the final girl. Like she's going to mm-hmm. do something. Right. And just they just yeah. dispose of her without any care.
2: Yeah. And it's even done off camera because she she just confronts yeah. Santa Stein and he says naughty. And then like apparently get, you know wraps her up like a gift. And it's like, eh, it, it just it, maybe just don't even do it. You know, don't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Two two Resident Evil two heads aren't in the budget. Yeah. For me, it felt like that was kind of one of those swerves where, you know, they're kind of building up a little bit like she was going to have this huge redemption arc and then they just said, nope, you're dead. Kind of like when she got dunked in the pool. Yeah. you know, Okay, that's where she's going to die and all of a sudden, you know, it's one of the bullies.
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: But much much like Santa Stein 2 writer Steve, like if you just (laughs) elaborate that and drag that out, it would be more comical. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and they, they missed that opportunity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you could have you could have had her like being a witness to every murder in the house. And like, you know, her watching <laughs> her house just get destroyed piece by piece. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: also yeah. thought too at one point they were gonna give her like the homage kill because I thought that Sandstein was originally killing her in the pool and it would have been just like Frankenstein throwing the, the young girl into the pool to kill her. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to kind of formulate, you know, him being the monster of the doctor. Right. So I was, I was like, Oh, that would have been a perfect way to kill her. But then whenever she came off, I was like, okay, even some Scooby doo shit, which would have been totally fine in this movie, by the way. Set up a trap, (laughs) let it happen, let her be a main component to it. But he didn't give her that. And I kind of feel like it leaves that character with an injustice. Like she needed a little bit more to kind of earn the death in the movie. Because you're right, she got to play this gift and what happened? Like it's over, it's done. She needed more. She had more time in the movie than she deserved in her, in her kill.
2: Right. Yeah. And and again, she was also just like the most pure of all the characters as well. Because she was she was being bullied by everybody else. So she should have been like the one person, you know, that just got a nice, you know, even if you, even though they gave Edgar a nice earlier in the film, she should have gotten a pass as well. So yeah, Yeah. it didn't work for me. Uh, Quickly killing off Edgar and Austin just, I don't know, feels like feels kind of cheap as well. Like you're allowed to leave more than one or two characters alive. You can do that in your film. It's okay. (laughs) that's how you build a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Thanksgiving, which came out earlier this year. Like there was a whole bunch of people that fucking survived that movie. (laughs) Even some undeservedly. So, yeah, (laughs) but so, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of approaching the end here, but, uh, Paige, she sticks one of her Christmas tree bombs inside of Santa's chest after Santa got hit with an axe by Edgar. He gets his power up power, you know, he gets his second form. So now he also hits her back with the axe and you know he hulks up ultimate you know it felt more ultimate warrior than uh H- Hogan. You know, just, <laughs> just you know he, was getting elect- he had like
1: electrocution yeah. he was like shaking the rope.
2: Yeah, he was he was getting his you know lightning powers from the beyond or whatever it is,
1: <laughs> which and I appreciated that it was lightning powers for a thousand volts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, just a thousand volts. You you pick that up out of Harbor Freight. That ain't
2: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish I kind of wish the effect was more of along the lines of like that that Christmas cheer like twinkle. Like if he just started exploding with like the Christmas cheer twinkle and everybody's kind of (laughs) like,
1: you
2: you can get everybody to pause at it and like, oh that's usually a good thing, right? Oh no, it's a bad thing. He's (laughs) he's still bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: Steve is the head writer on Sandstein too. I just, I
2: just see, I just no debate. It's it's it's. It's, it's a gift and a curse to see the things that could be improved, but that's because I saw what they were going for, you know? You, you right. see what they wanted, but the hat on the hat for me is when we get Lord back into Max's house in Max's laboratory, and this is where the real final showdown occurs between Max and Santa Stein, and it really feels like they put this in because they realize fucking Max has been... all majorly uninvolved so they have to have you know but it does still make sense in like Max has to kill his creation so it it does line up that way but also it would have lined up better if Max was the one who made the fucking Christmas tree bombs with Grandma so you could have you didn't have have to set it up this way but
0: I mean I can relate with Max he likes a good cookie or little Debbie cake, whatever Yeah, Yeah. he he was a thick boy he knows
2: Yeah, he's a thick boy. He had his treats. He was sitting at his desk a lot, writing in how to writing his notes. You know, you have your little treats. He's
0: he's reanimating. You know, you got you you have treats.
2: Yeah. As a person who spends a lot of time in the lab himself, I got a lot of treats on my side. I got some fucking (laughs) dried apricots sitting right next to me right now. I get into those. (laughs) But yeah, the showdown injects more power into Santa and, you know, blows up Santa, blows up his house. And then that's the end of the movie, which kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, like yeah that that house explosion was real
3: good. Oof! Oh, but, but they never show. By the way, they never pan back. <laughs> ever yeah. like there's an air conditioner there are some pieces that you got from like a ryan homes build and there's never a <laughs> fucking picture of the house you cgi'd smoke was, when you resurrected a rat you cgi'd <laughs> all the blood you you fucked up the kill scene in in the liquor store but you can't turn around and show me a, fu- a fucking computer generated house blowing up shut up
2: You get no, they, shut up. they just
0: clip art they just did the clip art fire and it's done
2: yeah you it's so get burnt. you get three frames of just a mess like you can't even tell what you're looking at yes. it's just three frame yeah. frames of a stock explosion with some debris over it and it just it looks terrible like and this is where like again things you could have done is like not make this long protracted scene but instead just do something simple like put the little debbie cake in santa's head and blow it up and blow up santa right. stein's head oh, you gosh. know and that and that's mm-hmm. i think Wait, that would know. be yeah i think that would be way more satisfying of just getting a head explosion rather than like this muddy like uh, trying to mimic an action film it's like eh, who cares nobody wants that out of their horror movie but
3: actually steve i want to let you know right now i i actually reached out and i got the audio cut of the sound from the explosion of the house are are you ready i'm gonna hit play right now yeah go for it (laughs)
0: that's all it was i swear
3: somebody hummed into a microphone because nothing made sense it was the worst sound it was just show me just give me the goddamn dragon flames from wondershare
2: (laughs) i just want it sure So here's what we're left with as an ending, which is what I don't love. It still ends on a down note because Christmas is still dead. And now Santa is double dead. And this this is the mistake that they kind of made in the story. So, as I mentioned, going back to it, uh, Max keeps Santa's brain preserved for 12 years in a jar And this is where you write the story that Max's folly is thinking that you're supposed to keep the brain preserved by keeping Santa's brain preserved. He kept Santa from resurrecting originally. The way you write this is now that Santa Stein is completely dead and destroyed and like his head is blown up, his brain is blown up and everything. Santa can come back for real. And that's how you inject the real holiday magic into this film. That's the important part of a Christmas, you know, horror film is that you still end on like some sort of up note for Christmas. And that's, you know, that's what you have happen is like Santa Stein is destroyed. Real Santa comes back. He doesn't have to make everybody live or anything, but he can still, you know, like Reinject inject life into the into the world and let you know people know oh christmas is gonna be okay everyone and i think that that's just like the biggest letdown for me about this film is the only thing you get is page saying merry christmas and then they walk off into the moon set what the fuck ever was going on <laughs> 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 back to grandma's house i, I guess, guess we're, <laughs> we're done yeah yeah
1: because in the grand scheme of things, nothing has changed. Just a couple of kids died. Right.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Santa's dead. Max's house is gone. Half the high school's gone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird January second high school.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah. It's still big bummers for all around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I, I like what you're saying, like on a global scale, you know, bring Santa back like a bunch of people in Topeka, Kansas, give zero shits about what happened in this Florida
2: town. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but they That's are. But they are, but they are. But they are still pissed that they don't have Christmas.
1: <laughs> right. So, yeah, on a global scale, nothing
2: has changed. Yeah. 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 There's still no Christmas.
0: Yeah. I mean, the high school, the high school's is going to have to hire a couple more grievance counselors. Isn't
2: it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, what is it? George Washington High School as sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah,
0: it's good, for, good for the job market. Bad for us.
3: Use promo code Halloween is forever to get off your BetterHelp session right now.
2: <laughs> Did you kill and resurrect and kill again Santa? Use code Halloween is forever for BetterHelp.
0: <laughs> Did your best friend get decapitated by Santa with Christmas lights? Yeah. <laughs> Use forever on Better Help. <laughs> Did a reanimated Santa watch you jack off in a liquor store? Better Better Help. We're getting to
3: weird holiday cucking right now. I
2: yeah. feel like we're <laughs> <depressed>. <laughs> Did you see an Italian man dressed as Santa Claus kill all the police? Did that bother you? Log on to BetterHelp. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I Overall, I think there's a lot of fun in this movie. Uh, if you hadn't seen the movie before you listen to this episode, still, you know, give it a check out. Like I said, it's on Screenbox. Now it's on Amazon or it'll eventually be on Tubi. Who are we kidding? It'll get there.
3: Oh, <laughs> it'll yeah. get to Tubi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It be destined.
2: Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys have anything else you wanted to add? Any other points you wanted to touch on? Anything, you know, we can can try to do the compliment sandwich as was what we always were supposed to do in film school. We were supposed to start with something good, uh, give our criticism, and then end with something good. So you guys can try that if you want. But go ahead. Floor is yours.
3: I mean, adding something good, I think it's something we've said throughout the entire film is that their execution of this movie was based solely on the budget. And what we see as the end result is a great vision. And if they had more uh, executable cash that came with this movie, they probably could have done some of the things that we're talking about. And I'm sure as we're sitting here thinking about it, they thought about it, too, to some degree. So if there was more money to use for this movie, I think it could have been one of those. Like I said before, like a fun holiday cult classic. Um, it would have been there. But unfortunately, constraints of budget and then you spent too much money on fishnets. Um, you're, you're kind of <laughs> left with, you know, what you have. It's a fun movie for what it is. And I don't knock it beyond like, hey, I wish you would have done these couple little things here and there. But... For the budget and for the story, it was fun. It was a fun movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. Adams is. Uh, for
1: me, I there's one piece of dialogue that I have to put out that made me think that you, Steve, actually were a writer on this. Mm. And it was towards the beginning when the bullies were were first getting together, and I forget her name, uh, but she was watching her boyfriend pick on. Uh, pick on Max. And she just said, Oh, it's so hot when you bully. And I just assumed that that was a line that you specifically wrote.
2: That it, that was a very funny line that tickled me. So I, i I cannot take credit for it, but you are right that it, it would be in my wheelhouse because it did make me laugh. It's <laughs> like, Oh, it's so hot when you bully.
1: <laughs> I know exactly who would have written that line. Yeah. yeah it- uh, the meat in the compliment sandwich. One of the things whenever I watch these types of movies is I always watch the car casting mm-hmm. is, you know, what kind of vehicles are they driving? They got most of it right, but there were a couple of vehicles that didn't exist in 2008 oh, <laughs> that they were driving. Uh, for example, the Kia, uh, where the bully got murdered with the Apple, that did not exist in 2008. <laughs> the cop car did. I checked that. Okay. Uh, because... Because Dodge Chargers are notorious for being miscast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Fast Furious Five. <laughs> uh, as for a the back end of the compliment sandwich, it just like Matt said, for the budget that existed, it was good. It was a hell of a lot better than what I could have done. Mm. So I, I feel that this is the kind of movie that could be a stepping stone to a hundred thousand dollar budget
2: or a quarter yeah. million dollar budget. Yeah. Yeah. Proof of concept doesn't necessarily mean they'll make this movie again, but they may get the chance to make something bigger in the future. So, yeah.
1: Right. Right. I I wish them good things. Yeah.
2: Bashline thoughts?
1: Yeah, I I like
0: sandwiches. Let me try this compliment sandwich. So uh, a great (laughs) thing was the the overall premise of the movie was it was a great idea and uh, possibly a great synopsis on paper. Mm-hmm. which leads me right into the negative meat of the sandwich a mystery meat if you will <laughs> of it just it tried to do too much with too little on the budget i think mm-hmm. and if you if you focused on some more comedic elements or some more practical effects instead of trying to do everything and not doing anything excellent you just kind of did everything okay but but the story was there like there there is a vision yeah and then for my bottom bread, my, my, my ending compliment is, I really like that the demise of Santa Stein was that he caught his reflection in a mirror and he was just feeling his fit right before he blew up.
1: <laughs> I thought that was ingenious. <laughs> and
0: and, like the, and that was kind of like what Steve went to. Like It was that sparkle of Christmas miracle. And then, boom! It's over. <laughs> but he was—he was feeling he was himself. He was looking pretty good. He had the beard back on, looking pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's so, Italian Santa.
2: Italian Santa. <laughs> but all right, well, that was Santa Stein, twenty twenty-three. Everybody, go check it out. I think it's—I think you know—it's a fun little watch. Uh, we've thought like a lot more. Kind of like Christmas horror movies were coming out this year. There's some that are out there. Triple X S Miss is out there. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that's a lot of that's probably going to be a lot of fun as well. That's a killer Santa on a porn set. Yeah, a lot of boobs in that. Go check it out. (laughs) As Adam Bashline was making the symbol for boobs. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Uh, go check that one out. Go see. Go watch. uh, It's a wonderful knife if you haven't seen it already. You can go check out all the uh, Christmas horror that we talked about on the Showdown episode with Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's five of those movies you can go watch. So there's there's still plenty to watch, even as you're listening to this on Christmas Day. And then I don't know if there's any New Year's Eve horror movies. I can't think of one off the top of my head, (laughs) but I'm sure they're out there. Uh, But yeah, that's that's it for the Halloween is forever crew. I'll give Decaying with the boys another chance to plug where their wares are, where you can find them and what they're about.
3: Adam, if you'd be so kind to plug yourself.
0: Oh, I can plug myself. Yeah. So uh, aside from the podcast, <laughs> I uh, uh, <laughs> 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 just a humble homebrewer down here in the, uh, in craft and PA and you can find what we're doing down here and uh, hit me up for anything we have on tap because uh, I can easily put it in a bottle and send it home with you at bash underscore brew on Instagram.
2: Yeah, if you're ever in the Pittsburgh area and you just want to get some home brews to take take home with you, you know, send a bash a message, see where you're at. Maybe he'll meet, he'll meet up with you at a bar, too. If you buy him a beer <laughs> i've done
0: i've done that before and i will do it again
2: yeah so yeah, there's a lot of availability to get a lot of bash brew but i s- highly suggest it because it's a lot of good beer but
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. matt thank you sure
3: so uh if you want to go on the boys down here joe jatori we were at and wtb on all social media facebook instagram x threads tiktok and youtube if you put in social and with media you're going to find us uh, don't forget that we are constantly pushing out some beers for some philanthropic endeavors. Uh, of course, we support People's Oakland, so you can check them out. So, uh, you know, I thank you guys again, too. Uh, Halloween's Forever has been a fantastic podcast for us. And thanks for always promoting us and, and bringing us on to talk about holiday horror. It, uh, it's it's a part of what I love about the holiday season to break away from my family to watch something horrific and gory so thank you steve and and also brian you're not here but brian thank you too
2: don't thank him this wasn't his idea fuck him <laughs> <laughs> brian thank you steve fuck you brian yeah look you, steve is god fuck you brian <laughs> look I don't, I don't know if you guys you know you i don't think you guys have had the time to hear a previous episode but he was running his mouth so now it's my turn to run my mouth <laughs> <laughs> no uh I actually I was using a voice to text Robo Steve as I was editing last episode. And so you can hear little bits of Robo Steve interjecting himself into Brian's (laughs) episode with with a little tail at the very end, which, you know, maybe everybody wants to stay past the credit music for. But, yeah, (laughs) Uh, Hop Nation, Adam, would you like to promote anything?
1: Not really. Uh although I do want to thank you for uh bringing me back on. It's nice to get back in the saddle. Yeah. It's it's been a minute. Yeah,
2: it's a, so it's
1: it's, a, it's nice to get back out yeah, there. Yeah, it's,
2: it's what the holidays are all about. Coming together with your friends to do mm-hmm. a podcast about a fucking low budget ass Santa Stein movie. <laughs> That's what, it's good. Oh yeah. It's good. That's what Jesus Christ was born for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, In terms of promotions, I really don't have anything. Uh, I don't know. Throw a couple of bucks to the Beaver County Humane Society. They always need donations. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. We like pets. Help them out. Yeah. Help. Like
2: dags. Dags. You like dags? You like cats? They got them both. Like dags. (laughs) Come on down to the Beaver County Humane Society. We got dogs. We got (laughs)
0: cats.
2: (laughs) All right. Well. For the Halloween is forever crew, I'm Steve. I'm Matt. I'm Adam, and I'm the other Adam. We'll see you later. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, boy. Bye. 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 Bye.